Hello! Gladys here. Welcome to Stranger Turn Friend, a podcast where two strangers hang out for the first time and make magic happen. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about it. All right, enjoy! Adam, thank you for being here. I'm glad we finally made this work. It's been, this is like third time's a charm. Literally, third time's a charm. Um, Speaking of which, Gladys, so I haven't checked, I haven't checked your episodes for a few weeks. I'm an avid listener, by the way. Oh, thank you. I almost wish you weren't because now you have some (laughs) sort of like a context coming in. Um, Yeah. Like there was a dude that was like, oh yeah, I'm not going to, uh, research your previous guest because I don't want to make it feel like I'm polluting the conversational space or something. Yeah, and I felt I felt that, but I can't control myself. I just can't help it. Once I start <laughs> scrolling, I just have to keep going. But it's not even that. It's it's generally just an interest. Like I'm just interested in it. It's all that like, the concept's really cool. Thank um, you. I um, like it. It's it's part because I'm lazy and I don't want to <laughs> research the guests. <laughs> i'll just call spade a spade but the other is also i i really like the concept of like serendipity and just like going in not knowing Mm. because i am a little bit of like a perfectionist and this podcast Mm. is really like an outlet for my neurotic side to come out like i never knew how insane i was until (laughs) i was editing and i was like oh wow um I really need things to be like a certain way and at one point it it just got too crazy and I was like this is actually a really good experiment for me to Mm. learn to let go and just be okay with unpolishedness you know of things which I enjoy yeah (laughs) yeah the perfection of imperfection like um it comes through as well like I don't know why but you can just instantly tell when it's when someone's in flow and like when it's natural and that's that's definitely the hallmark of your podcast I feel I feel like that's what I think I'm guessing that's why people tune in that's why I tune in because it's quite relaxed like and there's no because a lot of the podcasts are quite educational dense do you know what I mean like there's like a purpose to it yeah. yeah exactly and that's the thing they tell you when you start one like make sure you've got a purpose make sure you've got a purpose if you don't have a blueprint you're not going to survive you're not going to survive so that's what I was doing because I'm about I think I'm about eight episodes published and then I've got like 15 in total so it's just about like putting them out in the right order and that um but yeah when you when you're like in flow and you're just talking like it's I don't know you've created something different you've it's exactly what it says on the tin like it's like two strangers and then people like maybe they're gonna become friends or whatever and did you change your logo as well or have I I did I did change my logo because I wasn't feeling the first one and I also changed kind of the quote-unquote brand name of the podcast just because like if I need to take more than a minute or 30 seconds to explain it it's not it's not it so now it's called stranger turned friend which is like to the point it's literally you know to two people who don't know each other and then you kind of follow mm. along the journey of 
them um, getting to know each other. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for, you know, being a fan and also just even taking time to check it out. Yeah, no worries. I just want to say, I can't even think like where I stumbled across it. <laughs> you know, like with podcasts. It's probably stuff, Reddit. Like... Yeah, was it Reddit? It probably was Reddit. You're right. How do you feel about the video and the audio? Because like I, when I first started, I think the very first one I did was, was like this. It was a video. But then yeah. I just switched to audio only um oh i think i prefer that but i I don't i don't quite know why but is this um, weird for you yeah oh no this isn't weird you okay very very nice like warm appearance yeah yeah no 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 um, it's not weird at all um but yeah like all the ones i've done so far my ones have just been like audio only Um, i i have had to do some audio only because some guests they just aren't comfortable because i always tell people i don't record your face it's really just your audio um Mm. but even then you know they're not comfortable kind of putting their face on which i get Mm. i don't know for me it's like i'm a big facetime person i (laughs) it's hard to like when i can't when I have that barrier taken away of like being able to see how you react, even if you're silent, I like understand how the conversation's going. That's true. Like, you know. Yeah. Um, That's true. But That's do you true. find like the voice is just it comes through just enough for you to get a sense of how it, it's going? Mm, I think so. Yeah. Like so far, it's been all right. Like, but I think I'm a bit of an audiophile deep down. Like when I think back to like my previous jobs, they was they were always in like radio stations. My dad was in broadcasting, and then I was a DJ for several years. And then I got addicted to like podcasting to a point where like I used to always listen to music, and podcasts would be like you know the ratio would be like eight to two. And then like oh. slowly over the years, it's almost completely inverted, and it's it's re- it's quite rare for me to listen to music now because I'm just so like into podcasts. And then you subscribe to all the ones that you like listening to um so yeah i think part of it is that i just i've always been in like I even like that smr type stuff like if i'm not out recording podcasts with people or getting material for podcasts like i just find myself like running into the shed in the garden because the rain's really heavy and it's just like splattering on the metal yes. roof and i'm like i need to get this i need to get this um or attaching it to my bike and if i go riding in the mountains or the forests that's i love that the, mm-hmm. the worrying like just, of yeah, yeah. You just listen to it for hours and hours. I find it so calming, man. Like, I don't know why. Like, I think they call it, like, frequencies. Like, you get these, like, long-hour playlists of, like, free, they're hitting a certain frequency. Um, and it will always have stuff tagged to it, like, stress reduction or clearing the third root chakra or whatever it is. Um, but I don't know what that is. Like, I don't know if the brain hears that certain frequency or tone, and it just, it does something that, uh, it does it quicker and more efficiently than um, anything else that I know of. Like you know, like um, so yeah. I do. I just I just love the audio, man. Um, and that recording audio of my loved ones, like the family and friends in my life. Like I'll record just moments or conversations or stuff like that. Um, Adam, so, I I feel the same way. Like I think. I'm an audiophile too. I've always been asking people like, because you know when like you you listen to like a piece of music and it just like completely absorbs you into mm. like the rhythm of it. 
there is like a thing that goes through my body, like a chill that goes through my body that apparently not everybody gets that. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> this is like yeah. the most amazing thing. And yeah, big fan of like ASMR pieces as well. And I have to say, I, ch I, I checked out some of your stuff, but I didn't listen to like the full thing. Um, you have an amazing radio voice, which I'm sure you've really old talk. You have a very like smooth, like very calming, you know, like <laughs> I'm a big fan of jazz and it's like butter. It's <laughs> it's like smooth butter, butter and it's so easy to listen. Yeah. Butter. I need to really pronounce my T's in my English <laughs> word because like I've been like my other half is not English. So she's learning English whilst in conversation with me. And okay. she's really noted, like she's noted my poor grammar and pronunciation. Like, I don't know if it's just a British thing, but it's like, yeah, bar or bar. later. Like we yeah. seem, yeah, you did it really good actually. <laughs> like we just seem to completely like, we don't have any respect for the T's if they're in the middle of the word. I don't know why. Um, that is it's such really a good bad way because... to put it. It's more of a suggestion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a suggestion. Yeah. What is that with English people? I don't know why we do that. Um, but it's interesting because, you know, when when someone highlights like the way you're using language or they observe you in a way that you're just never going to do yourself, mm -hmm. you, it is quite like there's a bit of self-inquiry there. And you just think, wow, like what is going on there? Why do I do that? And then you start looking at the other English people around you. Yeah. And then you notice. So, yeah. But yeah, try to try to be mindful of pronouncing my words a little bit better because it's good to pronounce your words better anyway but I feel like I have different language sets like if I'm trying to be like mindful of the way I'm speaking English like I know I can do that but then if I'm around a certain type of people who are speaking more slang I just slide into that and I'll just speak slang but I think I don't think it's a good or bad thing I think it's just it's almost like shape-shifting a little bit to because the, the purpose of language is to be able to communicate and it's, and it's just however the other person interprets it that's kind of how because I'm from Singapore and so my I guess if you want to call it regular voice if we even have one it's not like this it's just I'm living in New York now and it's been like seven years cool. and so I realized that I have to you know almost code switch a little bit because People just don't get it. They, just, I can't ask for a glass of water like without asking three times if I don't say it like that. So it's a matter of convenience for me. Um, I don't see it as like having to pronounce things a little bit better. It's just however you interpret things. I'll just go that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But if you That's if you're ever in Singapore, I am like a whole different way of i have a whole different way of speaking um really yeah because we have this thing called singlish and it's <laughs> i mean it's called like singaporean english and it's just so i don't know it's very it's very ungrammatical like we don't care about the grammar um ungrammatical it's a, it's a very efficient language um much like but, the country i've heard it, yeah <laughs> Do you yeah. know what? That is I feel a reputation. To say it. Like I yeah. feel really ashamed to say it. Like I feel like I have poor geography and just generally ignorant. But I'm ju I've just recently become fascinated with Singapore. Like, okay. I literally like 
and this is going to sound really bad, but like I didn't know much about it. Like I didn't know even where it was geographically. I didn't realize how small it was yet, how influential it is. And also like it's like a world within a world because in Southeast Asia, you've got like a lot of uniform, like uniformity amongst like all the countries, you know, like with the culture and like the the way the people are and stuff like that. But Singapore's like a sort of world in a world. Um because we were we we stopped over there from Bali on the way to Amsterdam. Mm. Um so Singapore, uh, is it is it the jeweled or Shen Shen the airport? I can't remember the name of the airport. Like Changi. Um, that's it. Oh the jewel. Yeah, yeah jewel Changi airport. Yeah. <laughs> like and then we were talking um before we were flying, me and my partner, and then they were like, Oh, we got a we got 12 hours in Singapore. Like, what are we can do, what are we can do. That's a that's a really long layover. And then one of our friends was like, mate, you don't need to worry. Like, t- that's like, that's the bare minimum. <laughs> like, yeah, you could go Singapore. through Singapore like twice <laughs> in 12 Literally. hours. We were even panicking. We were like, okay, should we go through customs? Should we leave? Should we try and explore Singapore a bit? And literally this, everyone was like, you're not going to need to do that. You just, you don't need to do that. Like, and that massive waterfall in the airport. Man, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's sensational. I think we sat there around that for about an hour. Like just. Wow. It's just it mesmerizing, in. yeah. And the cleanest toilets in the world, by the way. I have to say, because you know, I, I've been in the States for a while, and it's so interesting to kind of that's a good amount of time for me to take a step back and like forget what daily life is in Singapore for a little bit. And then recently I went home to visit family. And I was like, wow, like I'm living in the future right now. Um, And I don't know, it just made me appreciate the country that I used to feel like I didn't really fit in so much. And then I came home and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is this is like my place, you know, Um, apart, you know, minus off of friends and family and whatnot. It's Mm -hmm. just the environment and like. Yeah, I don't know, like the signs. It just it it, it clicks. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like they've got a lot of um innovative ways of dealing with the country there, right? Like one of the things is like the waste disposal. It's almost zero net. Yeah. I, I don't know about waste disposal, but we're very proud of our water um mm. recycling plants. Uh, which yeah, is yeah, super yeah. resourceful for a country that doesn't have much to begin with. You mm. you know, because we used to buy water from, I mean, we still do. We still buy water from like Malaysia, but we're slowly trying to be self-sufficient through technology and, and whatnot. So it's it's really cool. And I never really appreciated that about my country. Yeah, it's like, a, yeah. like in terms of like a person's geographic knowledge and just like interest in geography i feel like it's a hidden gem yeah um well it was for it was for me anyway like yeah yeah, i really enjoyed learning about it but that's interesting you said we so do you consider yourself a singaporean or american no i I definitely consider myself singaporean first but i don't know like have you ever have you're in london right Mm. have you been there for most of your life or yeah okay yeah exactly so you okay I guess you yeah you've never really had a chance to kind of step away from London for a little bit and then come back and be like 
seeing it in a totally new light um but for me i realized like a that's lot that's true yeah yeah that happens it, i i see a lot of my personality kind of morphing into be more of an american <laughs> but <laughs> that's inevitable i don't think you could yeah exactly yeah and i'm don't I'm, fight it's that. almost like a frankenstein version now of like i'm taking the parts that are thing are helpful and good for me um like for example, okay, and and I think you can probably relate to this because I understand you're like a very spiritual person. <laughs> like the fact that you're like throwing out words like <laughs> third root ch- chakras and and all of that, right? And I feel like you're just a very in- introspective person in general. Um, Thanks, mate. Yeah, I I found myself becoming you know going down that path of like being more spiritual in here which I don't think I would have been in Singapore mm. just by the nature of like how I grew up with my parents they're they're Bud- Buddhist but it's more of like nice. pra- practical <laughs> like pra- they're more rooted in like practical life rather than Love like Buddhism, yeah um so is that Mahayana? So- that's the contemporary one i think so yeah Mm, mm. but i mean they say well i say that i'm buddhist but to be honest i don't know much about it Um, even at like even considering the teachings for buddha even at this point we're still saying i am (laughs) which is it's such a mind spiral like and and when you say that do you mean like the separate like there is a separation between the i and like well, this is really interesting. So <laughs> of the multiple things that are going on in my mind at one time, one thing I'm just like starting to get my head around, which is it's it's one of those moments where you think that you've known something or the idea of something for a long time and you're just so confident with it. I'm going to take that to the bank like I know. And then you you have this sort of eureka moment and you realize something completely different. And it happened the other day when I was on another podcast with my friend Jake. And it was regarding awareness, which somehow relates to Buddhism, I suppose. Like, so he was like, you've got to get your head around the idea that you are not you. You are the awareness. And then because because awareness is like an adjective or a verb, you kind of, the, the mind sort of puts it in a compartment where you think okay if it's coming from you then that's that that means it is you it's very hard to distinguish it but the penny dropped for me the other day like it really really clicked and I feel like I'm in a whole new place with awareness now because I realize that awareness is actually the only thing that we have and everything else in physical space is an object it is made up of something else and it can't be trusted and here's here's the here's the dinger that also that also means your physical body also that's not you because if you're if you're aware if you have an awareness of something surely that's the only thing you can trust so you're aware of this conversation you're aware of the space in your room right now i'm aware of what's going on but can you really say that the awareness is the same thing as your physical body where do you draw the line if there's an awareness of things going on like and everything else is physical and separate then do you, do you know what I mean? So the penny for that, the penny really dropped for me the other day. And it's just one of those moments where you feel like, okay, I'm confident with something. Cause you need, you need stability, man. You need security. Like you need, 
when it comes to these sort of things you know whether it's religious beliefs or philosophy or just like what just just your general standing in the world like you need some sort of like um table of elements that you can always fall back on you can always say okay this is this is my route this is exactly where i come from even if i keep going down that road and everything just becomes uh, messed up or complicated and i know that i've made a mistake you can come back home and for me i think awareness is now becoming the new residence man like i feel like that's where i'm at before before it was a bit more like being like aware of my own consciousness or being mindful of everything but now it's more like i'm just fascinated by this awareness thing it's almost like you're you're wrapping your head around the thing rather than like being the thing yes does that make yes, sense yes 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 <laughs> exactly and that's yeah that that yeah. so and you have to do that you have to exit the vehicle in right. order to get the by the bird's eye view and it it fucking fat like it fascinates me but it also frustrates me that we have to absorb this information and it has to be filtered down into words and it has to be um transformed into metaphor in order for us to sort of absorb it and 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 um like filter it into your everyday life and your belief system just for you to get it but then i kind of understand why people are studying this stuff for centuries and centuries and centuries just to try and scratch the surface of it because mm. it could be a complete mystery like it could be it could be completely lost in language like oh as soon as you're op open in your mouth like the metaphors ruined like it could be like that it could be um yeah but but there's people out there who i think get it and and i think they explain it in a way like a book there could be a you know really thick book explaining it um or there could be like a lifetime of 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 one man's teachings for example and you know he feels like he's got all the knowledge but then sometimes it's just like a cliche saying and then boom you've got it um so i think there's a lot of art and magic in that um yeah you're almost reminding me of like i'm sure you've read like the Tao Te ching and a little bit okay a little bit yeah, <laughs> Not gonna, yeah so, little bit. but you but you know how people are like he, like he who explains who he who thinks he knows the Tao like doesn't know it doesn't it's like Tao, he yeah. who tries to explain it means he doesn't know it because it's almost like like a lifestyle and you have mm -hmm. to like okay so I'm reading this book called the midnight library um and okay. one of the like phrases is like you need to live it to like learn the thing and it's like you can't you can't explain it you can't you can't like wrap it yeah. in a nice bow and put words to it it's just something that that it's just everywhere you know um yeah that's really interesting like the whole awareness concept so i have this mantra <laughs> I, I don't know if you want to call it, or just something i remind myself it's mm. like using every moment to like let go of myself and mm. just like serving the moment and the the first part right it's like letting go of myself and by myself i guess more of like my preferences and my beliefs and how i want this present moment to like be a certain way i think yeah. in part of that it's like almost tying it back to awareness of like i am just trying to be aware of like this thing and instead of imposing my will 
on this one. <laughs> if that makes sense. And I like, the, I like the way you I like the way you said it. that. I like the way you said my will. <laughs> my will, exactly. Yeah, which is also kind of the ego speaking, right? It's like <laughs> um, it is, like it is, it is the ego, but then it's also. I feel like it's just part of the program of 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 what we are. So like when we're living our day to day life, when we're not being so mindful, when we are being a bit egotistical, like I feel like this is one of the things I love about Buddhism is that Buddhism isn't necessarily trying to negate all of that stuff. It's just continually trying to bring trying to remind you of the illusion of everything. You know what I mean? um but yeah. it doesn't say you have to stop like with the ego stuff it doesn't say that you have to stop um with your with your wants and your desires and stuff like that it just it it it, it just tells you to look at it in a completely different way um yeah which is nice because it it's, 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 it reduces the pressure and the guilt for, um especially in a spiritual sense because there's always this idea of you know um destination journey and beginning you know and all systems like um philosophical systems like that are like that you know there's always a sort of roadmap and then you have to start your journey and then you 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 get to that point where you can say that okay this is where i'm supposed to be at buddhism i think is one of the few things that doesn't necessarily do that like it's quite bleak like it's quite sort of it will say from the beginning like the fundamental nature of this existence is suffering this samsaric wheel of this wheel it's just suffering it's just putting you in it and you're just going to keep going round and round and round until you just wake up a little bit that's why they call it awakened right i want to i want to come back to like this awareness thing because i don't know you're I'm, thinking I'm, about the awareness thing now aren't you i am yeah exactly i mean yeah, we don't we don't really, have to but can we, can we swear on this or not yeah you can of course okay <laughs> it is fucking blowing my mind i'm not gonna lie to you because the thing is right like with the awareness and the consciousness thing there's this there's this facet to it where it's like do I need to be aware all the time? Like, do I need to be mindful 24-7? Because that seems like a large cognitive load also. Well, I'll I'll throw like a wrench into this whole thing, which is like when you're trying to be aware that like, oh, this is like a happy moment or like a joyful moment, it takes you away from the actual experience of things mm. because... Because now you're not in it, right? Again, you're you're trying to step away from it and like look at yeah. the the bird's eye view of things. It's interesting. Like I I only do the awareness thing or like consciously do it when I'm going through like a bad time. But yeah. when I'm like having a great time, just like in it, in the flow, and like not worrying about whether like who cares if I'm aware or not. I'm just like enjoying this thing. Um mm yeah do you do you it, notice that as well yeah i completely completely relate to you on that one um it's probably like it, i think it's another level to become mindful around your joyful experiences i think the entry level for this stuff and the and certainly the brochure for the religion is to uh, be it provides a way of reducing your stress anxiety and suffering and the quickest quick fire way for that for me is definitely to to be mindful mm -hmm. um but yeah i think when you're doing it when you're going through feelings of joy or euphoria to be mindful of that 
and somehow still enjoy it, but also be mindful of the transient nature of the joy. Yeah. And this is a level which, this is true mastery of the mind. I think it's the impermanence of it. Yeah, it's the impermanence yeah. of it that um, it's sad in the beginning, but I think all I actually think it makes me feel like lighter knowing that it nothing's really permanent. You know, yeah. it is th that realization is heaven. Yeah, because like it's nice that the good time is here, but like I don't know if I would like it to. be be here all the time for all of eternity just because yeah. that's I think hell <laughs> just because like yeah just because as humans it's like we get used to things like we're very quick to adapt mm -hmm. and like if it's here for a long time then we're just it's gonna slowly kind of die down right like the intensity of it and eventually it'll become like a bad time <laughs> Anyway, the, this whole spiritual stuff, I'm I'm still trying to kind of, I don't know. It, I mean, I'm only 26, you know, so there's still a bit of time left. But I'm mm. glad that I'm going into this now because it's, it's bringing me a lot of, like, peace that mm. I have been. It's been like a low-level tension in, like, the last couple of years. And then now oh. I'm, like, slowly getting into it. And I'm like, okay. You know, this is opening my mind up around forgiveness and like just letting go and um, not having to worry so much because it's we're not here for a long time. <laughs> yeah, we're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. Exactly. Um, it, 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 it's one of the saddest things to me that there are some people that will live their entire life and not even identify that there's almost like a like to, to go through your life and call it stress suffering anxiety pain is it's, it seems like a bit of a cop-out you know like it, i feel sorry for people that have gone through their entire lives and there are people out there that have like lived they were they were born they lived and they died and they suffered and they never like remedied some of their deepest neuroses or fear or or depression or whatever it is but now we're living in an age where we have the internet and everyone's sort of it's it's much more accessible like this stuff is much more accessible you know um and yeah i think some of the tools that you're speaking of to try and reduce uh the anxiety or try to reduce the pain and the suffering and just this this general like realization of of, of the bigger picture um is priceless really like it's priceless and it works way quicker than any prescription it works way quicker than any group therapy you know like the cell of it i think is like that it is in the practice that's that's the thing like that's the thing that people suffer with and that's why like some people will meditate for example to use meditation for example like for like six months or something and then they'll feel like they didn't get anything out of it um, but it could be that like on month seven, that would, that would have been your breakthrough. Um, but, you know, like all things, like there is a commitment to it. But I think I think the people that are suffering are the, the, are the ones that are going to benefit from it the most. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're going through this life in this world, 
and you're not feeling some form of depression or anxiety or disconnection then that's there's something seriously wrong with you in my opinion like that's way worse that for me is that's what I don't want that I don't want to feel happy here yeah. That, that that doesn't fit for me. That doesn't fit for me. Like to say, to, to say, to say, oh yeah, you, if you do this and you and you do that and you follow this path and you achieve these goals, you will feel happy. I, I can't buy it, Gladys. I just can't. So you, so you're saying, because of just the nature of our world right now, it doesn't make sense to be consistently happy all the time. Mm. that's different from being but society but but society teaches you that if you're not happy all the time there's something wrong with you and that filters into the community you see because it's just i mean take the classic phrase what's wrong with you Mm. do you know what i mean like why is it wrong why is it wrong that i feel sad like why is it wrong that i don't want to get out of bed today yeah it's things like that, you know, and, and it's in the language and it's like I said, it's in the community and it's, it's I think the word for it is zeitgeist. It's the zeitgeist, which is just, it's just the current age. Of it. Was it like this many, many years ago, like hundreds of years ago, thousands of years ago? We can only assume, like we'll never know. Yeah, I think this expectation almost that like, yeah, that there's something wrong with you if yeah you're not. I don't know. I don't know if happy, happy or like looking happy or I don't know. Like my go-to assumption is that everyone's got some shit going on, and mm. you know the 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 whole thing, the whole point of this, or the whole point of even like having a conversation for me, um, beyond like the small talk, is to be like, what's like, <laughs> what's really going on, you know. Yeah. Mm. why i mean what's going on with us that we don't do that <laughs> like what's wrong with us as humans that we don't do that i i could blame it on things like social media right with, with the whole like highlight reel whatever but i mm. think at least for me i think a lot of it is uh, carried down from past generations i think it's always yeah at least, most of the time it's always got to do with like my parents <laughs> and and yeah it's just like we learn as kids how to deal with emotions and we forget that like our parents at least my parents like sometimes for most of their lives they were in survival mode like they were poor and then mm. they just like never had the tools to deal with it and that was just what i grew up with and now we're just trying to undo a lot of that damage now, mm. you know. Which is nice in a way because it gives, it gives, not, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, Gladys. Yeah, not too late. Very beautiful thing should be underlined what you just said there. And also, it gives you a project. And it's like a, it's a project that will definitely, maybe project's the wrong word. It's like an investment that's got brilliant rates or something yeah you know what i mean like you know it's going to come back tenfold because if you can heal your shit you will see better relationships romantic relationships friendships work relationships all of that stuff and it's all about relationships 
you know because that's where we interact like it's like with the mindful stuff and the awareness and all that sort of stuff it is very personal um but you still need to interact in the world and i think one thing that every single person on planet earth is going to agree with is that they want to have a better future for the children hmm. like who's not going to agree with that yeah you know kids in russia kids in palestine kids in israel australia you name it hmm. that's that's where the future's at you know um and that's interesting what you said about the generational thing that's another thing which it's like a buzzword like i've heard it he's said like many many times over the years but for whatever reason my brain's not engaging and attaching and so oh what's that like oh i need to understand what that is and again like sometimes you have these eureka moments but with the generational thing i think it, it like someone has to make the sacrifice like for example like if, if if your parents were suffering and they just they couldn't deal with their shit and a lot of sort of darkness got pushed onto you in the family that wasn't their fault like it they just weren't um they were they were spiritually illiterate effectively mm. and again for whatever reason that's just the way it was but then you have two choices as an adult and it's either going to come out in a really ugly way and it's going to hurt yourself and others or you can make some pretty big sacrifices mate and yeah. you can just you know and once you do the work some people call it the work like there's a cool thing about this stuff like there's it's multi it's multilingual um, it's forever metaphorical, you know, but when like I've seen it because like, in prison, I think they call it the work. That's the term, the work. And man, you want to see some weird traumatic head cases go to prisons, especially American prisons, because the way they're treated is close to like animals, actually. And if you want to research that, there's a film by Michael Moore from your country, brilliant country called Michael Moore. He made a film called Where to Invade Next. OK, um, I'll check it out. And he's just going around Europe and he's getting like good ideas from Europe about how we can improve the society in America. Um, and I think he visited Italy where, for example, men have the same rights when they have a baby, or sorry, when they have a child as women do. Um, so they, they get equal amount of time off work. They get loads of money before the baby comes. Um, where else did he go? He went to Germany where the employment laws are so strict that even, even the mere mention of an employee being stressed is like as serious as a lawsuit for the employer like they will do everything it with within their means to reduce the stress of an employee yeah um like there was they, there was one case where this german factory worker was starting to feel a little bit stressed and just to avoid the drama the employer was like take a bonus have two weeks off oh and here's a here's a spa weekend paid for just go come back when you're ready like this is crazy like in america in, like it's not like good in england but I think each country is doing at least one thing really, really good. Um, and to get on to my point, I think he visited Norway and he started to compare the prison systems in Norway with America. You couldn't oh have a more God. polarized approach. Like I'm, I'm telling you guys, like they're, Dude, they're living not, in like ma not mansions, but like nice houses, right? Literally. <sighs> yeah. Like I was jealous. Like I wanted to go to prison there. <laughs> Yeah, same. So many of my friends are living in like shoe boxes, <laughs> working like a like dogs, and I'm just like, guys, what like what are we doing here? You know. I think I think I think some dogs are happier than humans. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, especially yeah. in New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel that, man. Um, but I'm I'm really curious because 
it's not every day that I get to talk to someone who is actually really interested in like these types of areas, I guess, or like self inquisition. And I know that you've taken psychedelics. I don't know. It, it, was there like a purpose? I guess there was probably like you wanted something out of it. Um, and I guess just going back, right? Like, do you remember how you kind of got down this passion? <laughs> this, I, I'm going to call it a passion. Um, um, so yeah. I think you're right. I think, yeah, that's what that's what the podcast is all about. So I think it's fair to say it's a passion at this point, but it's also like a personal odyssey also. Um, so it's both of those things. But I think from in my personal experience, the psychedelic journey was it was a catalyst. It, it very much acted like a uh, crossroads in in the GPS of my life. It you know I was I was quite comfortable sort of you know plodding along um, it, it, spiritually. I mean, um, but then boom, when I took a psychedelic, all of a sudden there was multiple crossroads open and available to me, and uh, you, you know you're not always quite sure what the psychedelic is trying to teach you um some people refer to psychedelics in like this first person or second person tense because there's a lot of people apparently feel like there's like a sentience to these these things or they're they're, they're, they're trying to talk to you or trying to certainly leave you with a message um so yeah it will open up all these different avenues um and it's quite a bold statement but i don't think you're the same person after um i'm not quite sure why that is um but i think it does such a deep cleanse on your psyche um that is at this point i I think it's just a case of returning you to your to your true self a bit of a a bit of a push sort of thing Mm -hmm. um but it's yeah, almost you must... like you're taking the elevator rather than like the stairs to it's a good way <laughs> of putting like it yeah. And, yeah it's a good way of saying it yeah um but disclaimer i will say this they they they, they should be respected they, they should be taken with responsibility and sort your shit out man like sort your shit out go to go to a psychiatrist go to a therapist make sure you're um you're of sound mind and and you're happy with yourself and then then they can be hugely beneficial um so yeah but yeah i've got i think i'm gonna be doing a lot of stuff on the podcast about psychedelics um exploring that topic because it seems to be something that people are really interested in um and uh there's an abundance of people out there that want to speak about it which is brilliant yeah um so that's the day and age that we're living in (laughs) i think so i i i really appreciate kind of like the open mindedness of our generation in mm. exploring a lot of these because I think for me like the only urge that I would want to do it is I believe that our brains are like you know we start off a certain way and I think that there are different types of consciousness that is extremely hard to unlock with meditation or you know mm. with all the distractions that we have that something like psychedelics can like help to un you know open up those doors mm. um and i think i'm just so pro like 
I want to experience the entire spectrum yeah. of life that like it's very of course you do. enticing for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but obviously do it responsibly and, and all that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like like legal legal mumbo jumbo aside, like yeah. uh, even if it was completely legal, like mm-hmm. that disclaimer would still stand, you know. Yeah. Um because it's too like I think when they when when they when they criminalized it, um, then it, like automatically along with that they they naturally they're gonna stop researching it like they're gonna stop putting money into it they're gonna stop um, like finding an interest in it and just before it was just before it's like psychedelics just before they were being um, before they were made illegal there was scientific research going on with them all the way up to the point that they were made it was just a straight ban like it was reagan your president reagan um in the 60s that just all of a sudden stopped because of this war yeah. on drugs but um prior to that it was being re psychedelics were being researched to cure schizophrenia in fact when they were even back in in sweden i believe it was in sandos lab- laboratories where they were researching this stuff the guy was just messing about in the in the lab and he was mixing up different chemistry and what, what have you and he didn't realize that he accidentally ingested one of his experiments and then he he got and on his bike and the dose was like way more than like this like is where 3000 x like what a normal yeah. dose would be yeah i mean i believe the modest dose is it's called 125 ug which is ultra grams like it's like <laughs> tiny like yeah. but i th- yeah i i, I think he had he had ingested twelve hundred or something. Um, oh my god! So I don't know what the equivalent of that is, but instead of taking like one little shot glass, it's like taking twenty. Um, yeah. But yeah, the the bloke um, Albert Hoffman, I believe his name was, he took this bike ride home, and I can only imagine the things that he was experiencing. Like, be the first, probably one of the first human beings. Well, actually, maybe who knows? But to have experienced that, um, and. Yeah, I think he's I think he's dead now, but yeah, there's definitely like um like an evolution going on when it comes to psychedelics. It's just getting legalized all over the world. Um mm-hmm. and people are just speaking about their their personal experiences with it. And there's definitely there seems to be a streak and a certain type of charisma amongst people that have done them. And um it's mostly always beneficial. Um, and it's also what what also should be noted about them is that it's the only substance, like where, especially in like the illegal substances world, like where people will say that they'll do it, and they know that once is enough. So it's not Moorish, do you know what I mean? It's not like a box of chocolates or whatever. Like it's it's quite it's got quite a good record of people saying they they did it at the right time, they took some benefit from it, and they don't need to go there again, and. You can have conversations with people that have done them, who like people that have been doing them their whole life. I know a guy that's been doing them his whole life, like from his 20s all the way into his 40s, you know, and he seems absolutely fine. But then I also know someone that's done it like twice and said that he never needs to do it again. And he's peered into the abyss and he understands the nature of things and it's been life changing for him. Um, so, yeah, very broad subject, but very, yeah. Yeah, very interesting subject. Yeah, I think it, it sounds like the hard part is figuring out how to transform or like i don't know if transmute is the right word like the experience and learnings 
into your mm. everyday practice and then that and then that comes in with the work right of yeah how do we integrate that into our daily lives um mm. and then that's but like kinda, you said Flo, it's, yeah. it's in the moment as well sorry to interrupt you no 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 yeah it, like you said there with the work like it's the work side of it i think is in the moment mm. so i try to i try to flip it so yeah it does become a bit sluggish and you think oh god when is this when is this spiritual enlightenment gonna happen when 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 but then right it could be in the work like that that could it's also like, be it's like out. i feel like a lot of people are like oh it's like now is the enlightenment like there's yeah. no when it's just it's happening yeah. now you just have to like take the bullshit off to like see it yeah mm -hmm. yeah you got it man yeah you definitely got it like we all have it it's just it's a bit more dusty in some of us that's all you just got yeah that's all that's all it is and then and that's why you need the practice but the, you have to advocate the practice because without the practice the mind is very programmable like it needs routine it's like a child you know like since we were children like it needs it needs a practice it needs routine so that's what i'm saying like don't don't quit if you don't see results straight away but again to take it back to buddhism the thing that i love about buddhism is that it's very very blunt from the beginning and it just makes a declaration that okay you're here this is what you've been incarnated into you have to understand this realm is just going to continually cause you to suffer once you get your head around that then it's not so much of a shock anymore when the suffering happens once you identify the suffering once you place it in the correct area where it should be which is the fundamental nature of reality not just a thing that keeps coming back to you to bite you no this is how it is then you can work with it then you can then you've completely changed it because there's no point arguing or worrying about something that's inevitable it's like death it's mm -hmm. irrational to do so there's you can worry about it your whole life but it's not going to stop it there's no point yeah it's literally pointless you know what i mean but mm -hmm. society is trying to teach us that we are going to live forever it's like some of the way like the way that we live our lives like the way that we interact with each other the, the things that we place value on these days it's almost as if we're going to be around for fucking for, you know hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years yeah um which i find very very uncomfortable to be honest with you i used to want to live forever and then i thought about it some more and then i'm just like if i did get the chance to live forever i probably would still be doing the same shit and struggling <laughs> with the same thing and i think in my brain i was like oh it's nice to have like 50 more years but will i use those chances as like uh, those extra chances as like opportunities to become like the person that i always thought i would be like probably not like <laughs> you know yeah. um and it's almost like once is enough like if you do it right like once is enough um and i don't That's i don't nice. know if i would like like an extra like 10 lives more yeah you know <laughs> i don't want any more because this one was so shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know what you mean that's nice man that's beautiful you know like yeah. if you do it if you do it if you do it right once once is enough that's very profound i don't i mean i say it like that but let's be real <laughs> like after i do this i'm gonna go back to my same 
old self the thing it's so subtle like the change and you just don't notice it but 10 years down the road you look back and you're like wow it's like that maybe like this conversation is probably gonna get me to live life a little bit more differently and that makes all the difference like 10 years down the road yeah that's interesting so yeah what about how's your relationship with sympathy and compassion for others because that's that's definitely an area where i've seen change like in terms of using these spiritual tools and mindfulness and stuff to help me which is the reason we're all doing it of course like i that using compassion and sympathy and empathy that's that's helped me a lot like if i can put myself literally in the shoes of someone else i just can't judge them anymore because i'm them like i can't adam can judge them yeah of course like when i'm in my ego of course like why are you being why don't you see the world like me what how come you didn't call me back so soon whatever it is like but but when i'm using compassion and empathy it's almost like it's almost like i've completely shifted into their zone and the cool thing about it is that it doesn't, it could be someone that you're really, really close to, like in life, it could be your family, your friends, anyone, or it could be somebody in the bank, you know, or it can be someone that's, you know, the waitress or whatever. But once you do that, you, you see a big shift, like there's a huge shift. And again, with the practice and repeat and again and again, and again like that, that could be hugely beneficial. I hate to bring this up, but I don't think they listen to it. I I told you I went back to Singapore in in December. I was visiting mm. family and friends. And as it goes with family, like I think something that I noticed kind of a shift in me when I came back this time. Um so my my dad, he has a temperament issue. Let's call it that. <laughs> and usually when that manifest like comes out it just it sticks with me for like a long time and i it kind of built this resentment in me in terms of like oh you know why does he have to behave this way right like it's been Mm. so many years and he always says how he would meditate and like try to actively get better but to me it was not enough um and then this time around, he, you know, there were a couple outbursts that happened. And I was, like, able to, like, let it go. I was able to, nice. like you said, put myself in his shoe and be like, okay, I can't really change this man. He's, already, he's like, 65, right? Like, if if it were to happen, it would have to be, like, his own thing. Um, mm. And so now I'm just like, okay, you know, he's he's upset with something and and then i think back i was like all right a lot i mean at least for his situation a lot of this temperament thing came from his family and like just how he was brought up right always goes back to how you were being raised Mm -hmm. and so I try to see things from his point of view. I was like, all right, he's mad because he probably cares and he just doesn't know how to handle it the right way. So I always focus on like the intention and a lot of the time it's good. And that helps me um, forgive a little bit 
more and faster nice. and like let things go more yeah mm. like fine execution let's we can work on that but like i know that he's a good guy and he cares about you and that's why he is behaving because if he doesn't care he would just like not do anything about it um mm. and that's kind of how i see it right like it's coming from a good place and that's enough for me to be okay yeah. with it yeah wow well done that's it's good. so hard <laughs> it gets easier it does it, it yeah. gets easier like yeah. when you were describing that story just there it, it reminded me of something did you ever play around with the idea of pain pain competitions so that, tell, tell me more what is that so it's this it's this it's this concept in psychology where people are constantly yelling and they're angry and they're they just want you to it's like a competition of pain like for example if you're uh your 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 dad is causing he's doing some sort of behavior which is causing resentment in you but yeah. then and now you have to hold that resentment which means that you're holding a little bit of pain and mm. the reason the reason he's the reason he's behaving the way he's behaving is probably because of pain whether that stems back to something that happened in his day or whether that was something in his childhood or maybe that's something unresolved from when he was a little boy the point is he's in pain because no one who's in a state of bliss and happiness and peace will shout that is so, yeah you put you put it very succinctly what i was trying to say yeah i think a lot so of you, so you two are in competition that's the thing in that situation and i'm not singling you two out i also did that yeah. yesterday and i'm gonna do it again and lots of people are gonna do that even who are listening to this but right. it, it is it is fundamentally a competition of pain and the prize is shit it's like a tesla without the batteries <laughs> it, if you want to partake in that competition hmm. there is no rule there is no prize so the only way to get out of that, because I'm not quite sure if there's a way to stop doing that subconsciously. I don't, I think that could be just, I don't know. That's just the way we're wired, but a hack is to flip it. Cause if you, if you swap your pain for his, the pain will be halved because you've got his pain and he's got his pain, but now the pain is halved. Oh, so you have, I see. Yeah. But and I know it's hard because of your resentment, but the thing is when you bring, when you bring the awareness in, no, not the awareness, that's the wrong word. When you bring the fundamental nature of reality into it, there's no point in holding the resentment. It's a waste of time. And yeah. I know it's hard because the emotions are blocking that. The emotions are running, the, the, the emotions are the iOS. That's the problem. But if you if you don't allow the emotions to be the iOS and you try to use your logic in some situations, and again, this can only be achieved through practice, then you will take his pain. And eventually, even if so some there's two reactions when this happens. The person when you're trying to halve the person's pain by putting yourself in their shoes, they will either get more angry because they feel like you don't understand them, or something beautiful happens, which is you will instantly see them calm down and reduce it. And when you see those sort of results, that's going to spur you on, spur you on, spur you on. Like I said, it's a hack. It's a hack to get away from it because this thing, this brain, I'm pointing to my brain, people that can't see this. It's not a great master. 
like this yeah. thing is out of control this brain right here, up here but it's it, it it will serve you well it will serve you well as a as a subservient slave but you're the one that's got to be in the driving seat and when i say you i don't mean the brain i mean the awareness man and i mean that the heart center the heart center you know things yeah. that we can feel that we can't explain them you know things that we've spoken about in this podcast for example like i'm no i know you love your dad but can you really prove it no you can't you've got to prove it through your actions and that's is sacrificial it has to be sacrificial this is why jesus died this is the message that's the thing is like it all makes sense in my head i think this is something i'm still trying to work through as well is like i don't know how to show love to my dad okay i've never said i love you to mm -hmm. my parents but i do uh and i think a lot of that um i think we just we're just like i always say we're just not those kind of people but we can always choose to be those kind of people i just yeah yeah you've got know. it gladys you, yeah in one hand you say where there's an issue and then in, in the next <laughs> sentence you got you come with a solution just say it that will be transformative for you and your family because that could be the ultimate remedy to his anger like i, I i'm envious of you i'm envious of you and anyone in that situation because to go through a lifetime of formality and, and not being 100% comfortable coming out with it and I'm British so I do understand because we're also very sort of reserved sometimes um, my mum's side of the family not my dad's side of the family who are British yes they are um, so I get that but I'm envious of you because I know the transformation and the value that will be added to your relationships if you were to just send an email send a text or say it face to face say look you know what I just want to say this before something happens to one of us. You guys, you guys are really important to me and I love you guys. And it will be even more special if you don't say it that often, even more special. Mm. So that is definitely the answer, you know, and you've got nothing to lose because if you really feel that in your heart about them and you know that, that that's what needs to be expressed a little bit more, what's the worst that's going to happen? Well, you're not going to become even more far apart, are you? <laughs> so just do it, man. And you will regret it if something happens to you or anyone that you love because this world is not forever man yeah wait why are you envious of it because i know the joy and peace that comes after that post i've seen that mm. you know it's like when someone tells me they've never seen game of thrones i think <laughs> you're gonna really enjoy that like, like, I, wish, uh, I remember I the first wish... <laughs> exactly yeah it's like it's like having a really good book and it's like oh I wish I could reread it like for the first Literally. time again. Yeah. You got it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But Adam, thank you so much. Um, I, I want to give you the floor to talk a little bit more about your podcast. I realized that we never said the name of it. Um, but oh yeah. bless you. Bless you, Gladys. Thank you for allowing me to come on here. Haven't been a guest on anyone's before. Yeah, it's called Therapy Me. Um, and there's no real meaning behind the name um, but we explore uh, religion spirituality philosophy and mysticism um, and we have different themes we have different guests and yeah we just try to find cool interesting stuff that you might not have known before so it is it is fascinating yeah I've I've had a peek into some of the episodes and like I'm 
gonna after this conversation i'm gonna watch every you know oh. all of them um <laughs> bless you yeah. we're trying to make it better and better and better so yeah yeah and yeah i mean you know keep keep talking about what you're passionate about i think it really comes through in the episodes and oh. i for one am a fan <laughs> like i love the topics that you you discuss and you ask really good questions as well so Oh, thank you yeah. very much for saying that. It's very sweet. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Ad Adam, for spending your Monday uh, with me. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Have a good like rest of the year. I'm glad that we're doing this kind of in the start. I think this is a good, yeah. you know. We um, should touch base like comedy. either middle of the year or end of the year or something. And just oh, that would be super fun. Yeah, to kind That's of great. see how the progression goes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, please. We have That'd to do that. Good. 100%. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, All Adam. Right, All right. You I'll talk to you later. Yeah. Bye. Bye bye. Wait, before you go, just wanted to say thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed the episode, it'd be super awesome if you could just take, you know, 10 seconds just to give it a nice rating and review. It really, really does help get the word out on the show. Also, come say hi to me on Instagram at stranger turned friend. All right. Have a good day. Bye-bye.